Hey, Casey. Hey, Jacob. I got a question for you. What's up? What do a rock duo who quest for a guitar pick forged from Satan's tooth and an imaginative guy who is given a shabby public uh, TV channel have in common? I don't know. Well, let's find out, shall we? Because this week I watched Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. And this week I watched UHF. And now it's time to make The The Movie movie connection. Connection. All right, here we go. Welcome in, everybody. Hi there. My name is Jacob, and I'm here with my sister, Casey. And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection, which is a podcast where, in an effort to broaden our movie horizons, we decided to connect over something we both really enjoy. Movies. Movies. Sign each other movies to watch, usually that we haven't seen before. And then Mm. we watch them, and we review them and we sit down to discuss and figure out hey is there any connective tissue between these two different movies any at all are they maybe not so different are they maybe the same exact movie that that might be going a little far i I mean this week that's not true but i'm just saying like sometimes that could be the case (laughs) um perfect and by the way today's episode is brought to you by the color green and the numbers 420. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So when this episode airs, um, it will definitely not be 420. But the spirit of 420 will live on, you know, because that's just the way it is in America now. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in Oregon, where we live. Right. But but, uh, I I mentioned that because these two, you know, these two movies that we're covering – um, you know, don't want to get too deep into connections right off the bat, but let's face it, they are both uh, green friendly, if you will. Uh, if watched under the influence of certain um, substances, uh, they could be en- it could be enjoyed more. Totally. I completely concur. Uh, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, but yeah, in one corner, we got tenaciously in the pick of destiny. Um I mean, Jack Black, I mean, coming in there with the energy, you know, I feel like he's another one who gets compared to Jim Carrey a lot. Uh, He does, yeah. Will Ferrell, there's a few, like, actors who get compared to Jim Carrey. And it's always when you're, like, very physical, um, which Jack Black, very physical. Yes. Um, And he just, he does have the energy, which it's just, it's at 11. (laughs) Yes, always. So you it's do, always I gonna, find myself yeah. like, oh, I need to be in like a certain headspace to watch Jack Black, but I yeah. truly enjoy him as like a performer. Yeah, right. I like his. I like it when he sings. I like it when he acts. I I think he would be like very fun to be around. He totally. seems like a very fun energy about him. But yeah, really like always up to eleven. Yes, and he. Uh, I mean, he got so into that Bowser role. I mean, it was. <laughs> It got a little concerning, not going to lie. No. <laughs> no, I did see his Bowser suit, which yes. was very cool. Very cool, yeah. Um, I haven't but, seen that movie. Oh, no, the Mario Brothers, yeah. I, I I probably will at some point, but yeah. Yeah, probably, same. You know. 
Um, especially after I heard it's like only an hour and a half. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's pretty nice. Cause if yeah. it's bad, it's only an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> right. I haven't heard like terrible things. I just haven't heard good things either. You know? Totally. Well, I think the key is like, it's for kids. So I think a lot of people are going in with a different mindset and that's okay. You know, it's good to have high expectations, I guess, but also, you know, there could be shit for the kids too, y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's good if we have stuff for the kids, especially yeah. stuff that lets like stuff from our childhood live on. Totally. Like, Force yeah, that this might not be for me. us, but it's like gonna create Kidding. like, oh, they're gonna have memories associated with it now in the way, you know, in a different way than we did, but still in a way. Yeah. Um, and then meanwhile, in the other corner, we got UHF. I mean. So Weird Al was concerned at the time that people weren't going to know what the hell UHF was, especially with the rise of, you know, big cable networks, yes. stuff like that. And, you know, you got to figure outside of the U.S. People don't know what UHF is, um, which might have been the right call because now people really I don't know, didn't what, the know fuck. what UHF was. Yeah, I had no idea. And I don't think they even explain it. So UHF stands for ultra high frequency. Oh, uh, so yeah, they did not explain that. I just thought it was like the name of the channel or something. No, yeah. It, so just think, you. I mean, this really doesn't exist now, really. Uh, but you would have if you there were certain channels that were just totally public access, like people like doing weird talk shows or just yeah doing live stuff or reruns of old programs, um, things like that. So I. I was kind of fascinated by these when, yeah, we ha I would stumble on one and watch for a while. And it's like, what the, I don't know what the hell is going on. But the fact that it's happening like right now in real time or like done by somebody, you know, just down the street or whatever. Like that was kind of cool. Totally. Uh, around Halloween time that it got especially interesting because Oregon City especially loves haunted stuff. So yes. people would do they would use the public access channel like studio and just do weird horror stuff. And I remember like one that was just a long ass chase, like a, to the psycho music, but a dude in a scream costume. So it was interesting. Um, totally. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, you don't really have that now. Like you just, I guess Tubi would be the closest thing maybe just cause it's kind of <laughs> bare bones. Yeah. And you can find really unknown stuff there. Um, but yeah. Totally. So yeah, what do you say we get into these? Uh, starting yeah. off with Tenacious D and the pick of Destiny. Kind of rhymes. Hey. Hey. All right. Let me tell you about it. So JB, played by Jack Black. Wait a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, grew up in a very religious household, but had a love for what his father deemed the devil's music, heavy metal. Soon as he can, JB ditches his Bible-thumping family to live in Hollywood at the behest of his rock prophet, Dio. <laughs> <laughs> Dio? Yeah, Dio. Yeah. Dio? No, it's Dio. Dio? Um, Dio. All right, while in Hollywood, JB happens upon a talented guitarist named Kyle Gass, uh, played by Kyle Gass. That's right. Myers and longs to join forces with to found the greatest rock band ever. Kyle sees potential in JB and also an opportunity, so they become bandmates and roommates. 
After experiencing serious writer's block, they discover a long-guarded secret in the world of rock and roll. A supernatural guitar pick forged from the tooth of Satan himself. Handed down from rock god to rock god for generations. It's known as the Pick of Destiny. JB and Kyle will have to infiltrate the Rock History Museum (laughs) and possibly battle the devil in order to prove... (laughs) They have what it takes to seize their destiny and ascend to rock glory, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> and we're all we're all holding up our devil horns right now. Yes, yeah. Yes, we are. We definitely, <laughs> definitely are doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's there. You go. Like that's a huh. great, great recap. Awesome job. What a trip. What a what a destiny. What a yeah. What a what a trip. <laughs> What a trip. That's for sure. Um, This is definitely an A-plus stoner movie. First time I watched it, though, I definitely wasn't a stoner. I saw it, like, in high school. Right. Um, And I really liked Jack Black, and I was like, this is great. Um, The first couple of times I saw this movie were in crowd settings, too. That Which helps. this is a very fun movie to watch with people, especially when some of the people know all of the words to the songs and are singing along. Like, it's just like a very fun movie to watch, I yeah. think, in a group setting. Yeah, totally, totally. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And yeah, definitely a sonar comedy. Uh, totally. And I love that it establishes that from the get go. I don't know if you got this intro, but I got you know, two animated. Yeah, a Jack yes. Black and a Kyle Gass, Kyle like Gass, yep. farting. Like, yeah, yes. I was like, okay, well, and thank God, like I was expecting, it's like really, so it's that level, huh? It's like, and it is, but it isn't. Like it, it, it actually goes better than that. Like it doesn't it goes beyond just, that. Yeah, thank it doesn't God. just resort to the potty humor or whatever. Thank God. When yeah. it like first opened up, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I haven't seen this movie in so long. I was just like, am I going to hate this? But no, <laughs> right. luckily they pushed past it. And yeah, there's like some potty jokes, but not right. not nearly. Not enough nearly that I still funny. find it amusing and not. I couldn't help but, like, uh, but compare it next to like Jane Silent Bob, which came out roughly around the same time, like a few years before. But um, and that does not age well. And it's like mostly potty humor. It's just like, right. yeah. God dang, it kind of drags. But this, like, yeah, way better. And it helps that it's got a rocking soundtrack. So, yeah. Yes, totally. Good yeah, stuff. for the most part, I do think that this ages, like, pretty well, actually. Pretty well, yeah. Pretty and well. I feel like, again, that has to do with Jack Black. And, like, his humor is always not offensive. Like, he tries to not. Tries, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. tries. I mean, occasionally he's going to throw in something that maybe is timely and it doesn't age as well. But like, for the most part, his humor is just kind of funny or right. self a little bit self-deprecating sometimes. Sure. Um, yeah. Totes my goats. Totes my goats. But yeah, it was uh, good to see him. There were a few cool cameos. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> Get into it. it. Let's do it.
Uh, there are many cameos in this from stars <laughs> like Ben Stiller. Jason Siegel is in there. I don't know if you saw him. Wait, Jason Siegel? I did not. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? I mean, John he, C. Riley. I, I, John C. Riley, Paul F. Tompkins, etc. Paul F. Tompkins, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you catch these? Which was your favorite uh, that you caught? Oh, that's tough because John C. Riley, like, I had to know who was going to play Sasquatch. So, but I let it roll for a little bit because I felt like I recognized the voice. And it's like, totally. That's, that's John C. Riley, isn't it? And sure enough, it was. Yes. You're my son, JB. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so Fucking good. Insane. <laughs> I just. And like, genuinely... why is Jack Black in Sasquatch outfit so cute? <laughs> He's so cute. I genuinely love that scene so much. So and dumb. you would think like that won't go in this. No, it does though. It yeah. weirdly does. It works perfectly. So- um so good so yeah. dumb so good but uh I love it. that's pretty that's a contender but i gotta be on like i kind of loved uh is it amy poehler um, amy poehler yes uh, like she was phenomenal like she just had this character down who, like <laughs> as tragic as she might be it's like <laughs> what's with your what's with your eyes i burned it with a curling iron it's like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was like, great. Wait, we have to pay for all our refills? No, you're so pretty. You get everything for free. <laughs> <laughs> Loved her. So it's yeah, she was so good. Those two, but who the hell was Jason Siegel? Well, so it. I think you have to watch this <laughs> three times at least and be a huge Jason Siegel fan to see him. But right. he's college student number one, and he is on the balcony. Or porch, I guess the wraparound porch. Oh well. When Kyle Cass's oh, character is leaving. Got it. This oh well, that's one of those things lame, where you're like, yeah. "Holy fuck, that's definitely somebody I know." Like, right. Same with Colin Hanks. Apparently, he's the yes. Colin Hanks the... is one of those as well. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I did. I missed him. Damn. It. Yeah, there were so there's so many good cameos in this. Like we've got Ben Stiller being crazy. Ben Stiller. Um, so good. Yeah, he was so great. Good. Did his scene well. And then honestly, though, I don't know him very well, but that cameo of Dave Dave Goal. Yeah. Yeah, Um, he's awesome. Yeah. He's so awesome. Um, Foo Fighters, love that guy. Um, Nirvana, for fuck's sake. Nirvana, yeah. Crazy. Great. He's so great. Um, And does such a good job playing in this. Yeah. I love it. Um, this movie did not do well at the box office. It did so bad that Jack Black was like, I'm never writing another movie ever again. I know. That's really unfortunate. (laughs) That that makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, we don't get any Jack Black written stuff anymore. Like, yeah. It is such a bummer, but it is such a, like, niche movie that I don't know. Like, I I don't know if I would have expected it to do that well. And he did spend a lot of money on this. He had a lot of people come in, famous people and stuff. Um, But anyways, it ended up becoming like a real cult classic, like pretty quickly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think makes this a good cult movie? It doesn't take it. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't take itself too seriously, for one. The the songs are actually good. They are. So that helps. 
Um, musicals always go down better. Like you figure even South Park, bigger, longer and uncut as fucking crazy as it gets. Still ages really well. And part of that is because of its musical quality. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, who knows? I mean, I could be totally off base here. Um, but there's that. Uh, I mean, anytime it's a stoner comedy that tends to become a cult classic because, hey, stoners be stoners. Like, <laughs> stoners be stoners. That's true. Um, what else? And then Jack Black is very accessible and it ages well. It doesn't get too offensive. Like, see, again, I hate to go back to it, but Jane Silent Bob, you know, it's I don't think it's going to endure very long. Like, right. It's yeah, a, I totally agree. It's a cult cla- cult cult classic where it's like it does still have an audience, but it's pretty small. <laughs> and the audience, yeah, is kind of dying out. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, totally agree, though. And I do like the music in this. Like, that's the one thing that I think was really smart of them. Like, yeah, some of the humor is a little dumb, but the music is actually fire. Like, it's so yeah. good. And... um. It made me right, want to like right. listen to rock music after I stopped watching it. Um, it might be the only kind of this like this type of metal that I really like because it's got a little humor edge to it, but at the same time it takes itself seriously. It's it's, yeah. it's crazy. It rides this line, yeah. And yes. I love this movie shows off, and I I'd be curious to really kind of look into why. But um, so heavy metal uh, has heavy ties to like what uh medieval or even longer ago iconography um norse mythology too uh, stuff like that but a lot of medieval stuff like you see a lot of that associated with heavy metal um and they even have like mythological stories as songs and stuff like that i'm interesting how that um yeah i don't know just kind of interesting yeah yeah that would be interesting to like look at that the backstory there yeah um do you have a favorite rock band oh a favorite rock band um i mean the beatles no no so i do still have a special place for um Rush, yeah. So that's a Canadian oh, rock so band. Good. They've got some good songs, um, and they kind of—they're not heavy metal, but <laughs> they. No, they're a rock band though, which is what my question. For a was. while there, they actually did that myth—that medieval mythological like type of stuff for a while. Um, but yeah, no, I like Rush, and they've got some good hits. Yeah. Yeah, I like them too. They're so good. Yeah. Awesome. And then lastly, what's your favorite Jack Black performance? Is it still School I mean, of Rock? I mean, you can't top School of Rock. You can't. There's no way you can stop the School <laughs> of Rock. Yes. <laughs> so I good. I think that's got to be him at his best because everything else gets a little. So then he's got stuff before that that's much more, uh, yeah, over the top. Like he had this like series of films where it was just. You hired Jack Black to be the over-the-top guy. Like the uh, Nacho Libre. I haven't seen that. But right. I've seen yep. enough to know that it's, like, probably too much for me. Yep. Or Orange County. Um, 
I actually kind of liked sh- liked uh, being the keyword shallow how, but it hasn't aged very well. Sure. Um, you know, um, but yeah, but I don't know. School of Rock is great. A lot of people like the holiday and that's a more serious. Jack I Black. love the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. He's so serious in it, though. It's like crazy. Yeah. Playing uh, opposite of Tate Winslet, they make like a weirdly good couple. I love it. I haven't seen that one. That's on the list. I will be assigning it to you this Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Yes. There we go. Yeah, oh, it's definitely way, a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, for Christmas, though, we'll go back to the weekly episodes. Oh, 100%. There's <laughs> zero way that I could We tried to think about cutting down this year, and there was no way. I was like, I have yeah. like 100 Christmas movies that I could assign you. And maybe we'll uh, even call holiday. it the... Uh, We'll even call it the Christmas connection. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, if anything, yeah, I also, yeah. yeah, go on. I was going to say, I also really liked his, the new Jumanji movies. Like, I liked his performance in those two. True, true. Yes, that's very true. Up until those came out, it was like, I liked School of Clearly Rock School and then of I Rock. liked tenacious d too because i thought like oh yeah that's a really funny other side of him like it's, yeah it's the more grown-up version of the school of rock you know <laughs> yeah um and it is fun seeing him work with kyle gas like that's cool yeah for sure and yeah good on kyle gas doesn't typically get like film stuff um yeah yeah they sold quite like a bit of music after this. So, like, their music definitely wasn't hurting. Don't and they, they did still tour? D. Yeah. And they did a Tenacious D uh, TV show for a while. Right. I guess before the movie, though, right? Was it before the movie? It might have been. Oh, maybe. I I think so. But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, and they, they came appeared to Portland. On- like in 2019 or something, and I didn't find out until the day of, and I had school in person, and I was so upset because they Damn were just it. playing like in the Pioneer Square in Portland. Oh, so it was just yeah, it was so cool. Sick. I was so so bummed. <laughs> and they appeared in Guitar Hero, I think. Like they were in Guitar Hero. Yep. Yes, I remember that shit. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Awesome. Well. Now it's time for mm. our favorite question. Favorite. Nice. <laughs> uh, favorite performance. Uh, I mean, obviously it goes to Jack Black. Hello, McFly. Are you so there? Good. Yeah, he's really good. Um, he really. And actually, surprisingly, like this was during that like two like the more over the top kind of time period. And yeah, he, I mean, there's some of that going on, but he's actually using his energy wisely. Like, and uh, it just works for the musical sequences. Cause yeah, that's just the, the energy. Um, yeah. Totally. And then honorary mention actually does go to Dave Grohl, who I fucking loved as Satan. Like I thought he was sick. I loved that makeup. <laughs> he was so good <laughs> and totally unrecognizable. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. It was so crazy. And then I yeah. did look up that's like, okay, I know that like I know that guy. Like like he's I, I, you've seen his image around. Like, you know, he's totally. kind, of, kind of a legend. Um he is pretty legendary. In his own right. Like it 
And the thing is, he's known for also he just uh, like helps helps people out too, like appears on albums and and stuff like yeah. that, you know, um, which is cool. Um, including yeah, just, HSD, like he just uh, helped them totally. out on a, a few tracks. So it, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. He just seems like a really like he's like the Keanu Reeves of musicians. Like people oh. just like him. Nice. Like, he's cool. just nice. He just seems okay. very cool. That's awesome. Really? And that, okay, so there's like an irony going on here. Because, <laughs> yeah, he really sells the <laughs> the devil. That's the thing is it's so shocking. Because, yeah, yeah, like, he will, like, go to food pantries and, like, serve people food, like, okay. in his free time. Like, he's just, like, seems right. so nice. Like, people okay, just genuinely love him. Awesome. And so it's so funny to see him play the devil. Like, so great. <laughs> yeah. Because he really sold it. Did awesome. Totally. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Which leads right into... <laughs> favorite scene. Favorite scene, right. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of gave it away. Like, that rock off? Come on. Like, that. Like I didn't think it could get any better. <laughs> it was it, so good. And then they gave me that, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is... Yeah, sucks that it's the finale of the movie, because this is awesome. Yeah. It is so good. And there's something so fun about like, yeah, playing the devil. Like we hear like devil went down to Georgia. Like there's something so fun about like associating the devil with rock music. And, yeah. And, and really like. Yeah. Yes. Right. And and there. Yeah. Again, there's that. Yeah. Satanic like ties to whatever heavy metal, like particularly in the 80s. Like it kind of totally. hand in hand. Right. Like we see that in Stranger Things. Like. <laughs> yes yes rock and, rock and roll D D, all the work of satan like yeah all the work of satan <laughs> but damn that rock off is so cool and i love that i just love how it's orchestrated and yeah the song itself like it's done very like a musical like they're yes. they're like talking to each other but not they're singing to each other and stuff and yes ultimately i do love how they figure out a way to banish him again it's like yeah they break off a piece of his horn this time and yeah it's same curse different different thing yeah yes, yes loved it very cool yeah hell very yeah Bye. yeah and your favorite quote so we will pay the rent with our rock <laughs> <laughs> yes I it's love so, it so funny much. how those like pop up here and then school of rock it's like this idea of having to pay the rent like it shows up often in tenacious d stuff it's interesting <laughs> but also as far True as like problem. A, yeah for sure but all but like a favorite movie quote though i do love fucking i don't know if that was going to be a question but favorite song in this was probably is wait what's it called again yeah, Master Exploder. Holy crap. So good. <laughs> it's between that and the Rock Off song. But yeah, Master Exploder, I love that sequence. Like, see, I tried to watch this, I think, a long time ago, but I must not have actually, because this is what I this is what I remembered it starting with. And it clearly does not start with that scene. No. So I, so I must have like looked up the scene, like just the uh, the, a song by them and got that video and was like oh i don't know if i'm into this because uh, it is a little broad but so good um so but good. i love when he's like yeah i 
didn't mean, you know, to blow your mind, but that shit happens all the time. Like, I love that part. Uh, yeah. So great. So uh, great. Yeah. Good stuff. Hell yeah. Awesome. And what would you rate it out of five stars? So maybe a little high. Maybe I'm crazy here because maybe I'm a little high. Uh, but <laughs> no, but <laughs> I give up four stars. <laughs> Hell yeah. I totally agree. I think part of it is uh, when a movie. So I don't know. I I guess I give a little leeway in a movie, even as dumb as like, you know, quote unquote, dumb as this is, because let's face it, it's not cinema. Like the message isn't exactly like mind blowing or trying to change the world. But if a movie like is so itself, like if that makes any sense, like I give it more points where it's like okay it knows what it is and it's not pushing it's not being too offensive like you know if it ages well it kind of gets extra points for me so for that reason yeah i give it a four and it goes by easily actually again like uh yeah it's an hour and a half like yeah good stuff yeah it's just kind of a breeze yeah yeah i totally agree though it is what it is and it wants to be what it is and i respect that a lot yeah Big time. Big, big time. I sort of wish Jack Black would, like, write another script. But, sort of, you know. Yeah. But to it's each okay. their own. Like, it might, yeah, it might not be his thing. Yeah. 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 And would you rewatch or recommend? Did I ask you that? No, but yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd rewatch it. Yeah, I'd recommend it, too. Like, again, as especially to... The <laughs> stoners out there it's yeah it's right up your alley check it out hell yeah hell definitely, yeah definitely a 420 movie so yeah 100 percent. and would you reboot it so initially no i do think that they've kind of sorry to say i feel like they kind of aged out of like doing a, another movie but it could have potential if it was animated and Ooh, uh, love that and if they went for like a, there was this movie called oh crap it, it might have been called heavy metal or something but there was a movie uh that was done like with a lot of heavy metal music and the iconor iconography of like what we've been saying like vikings and medieval times but set in like space and shit it was very weird and psychedelic but heavy metal oriented um so if they went for something like that but it's a comedy again like you know so it's still in the realm of tenacious d and stuff that could be a possibility yeah that could be fun yeah yeah i like that idea and their energy lends itself to being animated anyway so why not totally i think so too that would be awesome yeah work okay okay one movie down, one to go. That's right. So, Casey, tell me about UHF. Hey. Oh. What? Oh, just sounded like vulgar the way you're saying UHF. It's like UHF <laughs> <right>. you. <laughs> you lint liquor? Um, <laughs> George has a hyperactive imagination. And he gets lost in his daydreams. Unfortunately, this means that he can't seem to hold down a job. Mm -hmm. His uncle gambles and ends up winning a TV station. 
And his aunt convinces him to hire George at the station as the manager. Yeah. Uh, so naturally. he starts managing. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> he starts managing Channel 62, um, which is unfortunately quickly losing money and viewers. Yeah. George comes in and he puts on some wacky shows like Wheel of Fish <laughs> and Stanley <laughs> Spadowski's Clubhouse. Yes. <laughs> and the ratings start to soar. Oh, baby. Big Channel 8 boss R.J. Fletcher is worried mm. about UHF's ratings and goes to George, uh, sorry, goes to George's uncle to buy the station and shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Uh, George and his friends slash employees uh, run a 48-hour telethon to raise money to save Channel 62. Save it. Save Channel 62. That's the goal. That's where, remember telethons? <laughs> I genuinely was like, oh my God, this is why we have GoFundMes now. Because hey. we don't have telethons anymore. There you go. Like yeah. I had a real realization <laughs> mid-watching this where I was like, huh, that makes sense. Right. And God, it's so funny how often like telethons worked their way into fucking movie plots. <laughs> Oh my God, so much. I remember like there was an episode of Friends that revolved around Joey like yeah. being in a telethon. Like they were they were everywhere in the 90s, yeah. man. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, I find myself thinking that like, yeah, that was like there's a few things that pop up here where it's just like, oh, yeah, don't so much have that anymore, huh? And telethons being one of them. Um, <laughs> a certain side. Uh, 100%, Seinfeld yeah. A certain Seinfeld cast member being another. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate because um, <laughs> I just really used to like him. I know it's tough, like because like and right, he's there, great in this too. Unfortunately, there was, there was just clearly a line crossed at some, at some point, and it was very clear. <laughs> yes. Um, same with Mel Gibson, man. Like it happened very publicly. It's like okay, and there was the line. He crossed it. Um, bye, Mel. There's Sorry. No coming back. Yeah. 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 It's a real bummer when that happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I will say, like, Kramer was the only thing that kept me watching Seinfeld. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. That, that character was, like, the only thing that... It balanced the whole show out really nicely because they were a little bit boring without him. Gotcha. Like, it's similar to how, like, Ross was the needed ingredient in uh, Friends. People fucking hate Ross, but... If you ask people their favorite episodes of Friends, they're all Ross-centric episodes. <laughs> yeah. Because David Schwimmer is an excellent comedic. comedic. He's yep. an excellent comedic actor. He totally yep. is. Yeah. Um, I, I do have to give him that. Like, sometimes Ross does infuriate me for, like... Oh, for yeah. Sure. Ross was problematic. Uh, but yes. I do think that Ross even knew he was problematic most of the time. He just, like, had some... He needed to be in therapy, dude. If that show was made now, Ross would be like in therapy and he'd be teaching his friends about what he learned in therapy. But it's not <laughs> on now and it was on in a weird time. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like he's just very funny. Totally. Yeah. And totally had the comedic timing down, just like Kramer did. Or, uh, yeah. After. Uh, what is that actor? Michael. Name? Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Um, Awesome. So yeah, UHF. So Casey, had you ever heard of this? Like right off the bat? No. So you never heard of it? Um, so this was part of 
Orion, uh, which is uh, which was a production company that went bankrupt and then came mm-hmm. back to life, and I think went bankrupt again, and or something. I don't out. know. Um, but I did, but I remember the most because I loved their intro to things because they do the the stars in the sky and then it becomes. I Orion. do remember. I remembered that too when I saw it. I was like, oh yeah. Yes. So. What happened was, so when they went bankrupt, a lot of their material kind of fell by the wayside. Um, but then when they like got resurrected or whatever, a lot of their stuff went to DVD and then kind of found a second life. And UHF was kind of one of those cases. Hmm. Um, and I distinctly remember, like, when I saw that Weird Al, I was going through the Weir, a Weird Al Yankovic phase at the time. And uh, when I saw that, oh, my God, wait, there's a Weird Al movie. Oh, we got to get this. Um, and we did have it on DVD, I believe. And, uh, yeah, but it makes sense that it would not like, yeah, register for you. Cause yeah. Like not even a little not bit. Your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Your thing. Which is, I do like Weird Al. Like I went through a yeah. Weird Al phase where See, I watched some right. of his songs and stuff on YouTube. Yes. Right. And I think we all kind of do like, uh, maybe not all, but I, it, the thing is, it definitely was a phase. Like, I'm not going to, I don't keep up on Weird Al music now. Yeah. I, like, occasionally, like he, like, he came up with a really cool music video recently for um, Tacky, which was uh, a play on, because um, I'm happy, clap along. Oh, yeah, I remember you, that. And yeah. I saw that, too. Really good music video, too, because it was all, like, kind of done in one take. So it's really impressive. Um, that totally. was really cool. And the song was actually really catchy. It reminded me of, yeah, Weird Al, the Weird Al phase. Um, <laughs> right? Went through it, and then, yeah, just kind of not interested anymore. I do pop his songs on now and then. Uh, but, yeah, not, just not something I can listen to forever, you know? Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, uh, and some of, the parody, some of the parodies are better than others. That's the other okay. thing is on his albums it's like oh we got to get through some of the crappy ones before we get to good stuff yes um so uh let's get into q a so uhf uh i mean it's got weird al so do you have a favorite weird al song yes um that would absolutely be amish paradise like hands down, Perfect. it's definitely <laughs> like one that I might still know word for word if I put it up because that was like in my Weird Al phase, that was like the song that I listened to the most. Good choice, good choice. Cause yeah, damn it, he nails it with everything there. The lyrics are bomb. so good. golden. It, yeah, it's already got a rock and beat because the song itself was already iconic, but then somehow you yeah merge it perfectly well. It's not too offensive. It's actually like it's pretty accurate to a lot of Amish stuff. <laughs> like totally. It actually made me want to learn more about Amish people like back in the day when I first heard it, you know, totally. Um, it's funny. I was uh, listening because we were doing this episode. I listened to my favorite, probably my favorite Weird Al album, which was Running with Scissors. That was kind of mm-hmm. the one that I strongly considered getting at one point. But um. But anyway, that's got, for some reason, Amish Paradise makes me think of uh, Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. <laughs> oh, that one is super good, too. Pretty good. Um, Son of a bit's a little, uh, you know, but but at the same time, it's just so, yeah, it's catchy. It's funny. Like, the lyrics are spot on and stuff like that. Um, totally. But, yeah. 
But Amish Paradise, great choice. I I want to say mine might be shit. I didn't look up the actual name of the song, but it's about a uh my my this here Anakin guy. Uh, oh yeah, the American yeah. Pie uh one. Yes, so that might be my favorite because I think it. I forgot again, that one existed. If I'm being honest. Right. It's just perfect parody. It tells a great story, and if you're a Star Wars fan, it's like, oh, this like this is well done. Like, yeah, I really it's like that the one. It's called Saga Begins. There. Okay. <laughs> nice. Oh man, I'm gonna have to listen to that one. I haven't heard it in so long. Damn good. Yeah, really good. And it's really, and it's one of those that sometimes more so than others, it's like, wait, is this the real version or the? No, this is the fake one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he gets it just right. Um, but that one is so good. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, is a good one. I that one existed. And then every Christmas I do have to listen to The Night Santa Went Crazy because I'm yes. sick joy with that one. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, awesome. So Weird Al. Right. So continuing this Weird Al tangent, like, what do you think of Weird Al um, as an actor here? And just, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's the big question. Do, does he work as an actor here? Because this was his first movie. Like, I think he might have had the show um, at that point. After. Oh, it was after. Okay. Yeah, uh, the show came out in 97. I okay. looked it up. Roger. Um, right. Yeah, I think he did a pretty good job, especially if you consider, yeah, this is like his first mm-hmm. big acting thing, you know? Definitely. Um. Yeah, I think he does good though. I like him. I enjoy him. I what one thing I like about Weird Al a lot is that he has an accordion. I think that's like a vastly underused instrument. Totally. Um, and he knows and how so, to use it. And he's so great. He got one for his eighth birthday, which mm-hmm. is why the one character says he got a mop for his eighth birthday. Oh. Um, that's actually Weird Al referencing his first ever accordion. Okay, there you go. Very fun. fun. I like that. Yeah, he surprised me, like, especially in those stupid daydream sequences where he... (laughs) The daydream sequences are so good. So good, because he... I loved his Harrison Ford, and I loved his... uh, I did, too. Sylvester Stallone, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was great. I was like, oh, he could have been a parody actor, like, along with his parody songs which is maybe what he's going for but Mm -hmm. i do think he's a better singer than he is totally actor totally which usually Um, like you're gonna exceed in one area more than the other so for sure yeah absolutely um and then you have people like bo burnham where it's just like well god is there anything he can't fucking do like he's a great singer and then he does promising young woman displays that he's actually a good actor because that and he's a great director And then a great director with eighth grade. I, I like, think what the fuck? there's nothing that he can't do, if I'm being honest. But um, yeah. he's one I'm of those, you know, I hate to, you know, he would think this is gross. But, you know, he might. It's on par with the freaking uh, Amadeus uh, Mozart, like <laughs> a prodigy. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, he would really hate that. Yeah, but really hate I it. love that. I love that. Um. Okay. You always love romance in your movies. Yes, that's a hundred percent true. What do you think of this one? Do you think ah. George and uh, George and Terry are meant to be? Well, I think that that they think they're meant to be. 
such a big it's flaw weird with because this movie. it's like so, it never yeah. felt like they had super crazy good chemistry i'm always know. about the chemistry right sometimes i'll like pick people in a tv show that really have very little interaction and i'll be like they should get together and josh right. will be like what are you even talking about they barely have any scenes together mm-hmm. but it's like when they when the actors can like play off of each other in a really good way and make everyone outside feel the chemistry like that's when i think they should play on it and i just didn't really feel it with these two very much yeah, not so really. that's definitely part of it for sure mm-hmm. i just think and the george character already is kind of yeah annoying i don't know uh he is a little bit annoying yeah um which weird out like that's kind of, that's also part of his say it's slightly obnoxious uh but yes you know i think there's you know a balance that you can have um agreed but yeah i don't know and i just felt like terry came around in such a weird way like i it was so it was all just off to me it's weird yeah that was weird for sure i totally agree i'm so proud of you it's like okay (laughs) yeah Um, yeah it was yeah not the strongest romance we've ever seen no i guess weird al's not a romantic lead um (laughs) He could have been, but that's okay, too. It's okay not to be. It's not. Everybody has to be a romantic lead or else you're nobody. No, I'm kidding. So this movie loves its movie references. Did you have a favorite? Um. Well, I definitely loved the Indiana Jones sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was so fun. Totally. Um, Great way I'm to not, open. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, mention my favorite 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 because it has to do with my favorite scene but okay yeah no worries um yeah i definitely love the way they reference movies for sure this was chock full of references in general like they made a lot of references like was it supposed to be a satire for like the academy awards or something oh maybe yeah i think so because it sort of felt like that too um which i enjoyed right uh because, yeah, of course, Weird Al would love an Oscar. Like, who wouldn't? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I like I like that they had all those references sprinkled in there. I like that they were sprinkled in there as opposed to, because sometimes the humor reminded me of, like, Airplane or Top Secret. Or, yeah. Uh, Airplane is such a good, I should have put that in my, if you like this, you should. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My movie matches. Um. But the problem, but the thing is with airplane is the, it is just nonstop and it yeah. gets a little, it's like, okay, I need the, I need breathing room. And this movie does that. It gives you a little bit of breathing room. True. It, it has big broad jokes, but then it actually kind of does a back some stupid jokes, honestly. Um, yes. <laughs> and then physical and then some slapstick too. Like it's actually got a balance in a way. It definitely does. And there was like a bit of the slapstick comedy happening. Yeah. Mhm. Especially oh god, especially with the yeah, Cooney and yeah. <laughs> all that uh-huh. stuff. Oh man. Um awesome. And then maybe what about commercials or does that also tie into favorite scene? Okay, so we'll hold off on that. Yeah, I oh. can't wait to talk about it. Perfect. Um so Stanley Spadowski's Clubhouse reminded me of this old like public access channel uh TV personality called Ramblin' Rod. Do you, by any chance, remember that? Ring any bells? 
Ramblin' Rod. I don't know. Ramblin' Rod. I do know that it reminded me of something and I couldn't figure it out. Okay. So it might be that. So this so this guy was named Ram they called him Ramblin' Rod. Totally. He'd, he'd pop up pop up on TV and had like a bunch of buttons on. And then he would so such a weird show because it would like he'd talk to kids and it was basically kids just popping on there to say their names real quick. And then it's like, all right, now let's watch another cartoon. And then a cartoon would roll. Yeah. Um, That's so that, crazy. It was an Oregon show. Yes. And it went from 1964 until 1997. I did not know it lasted that fucking long. Holy fuck. So okay. that is crazy. Crazy. So it's and it's on par with like Howdy Doody almost. It was modeled after, which did similar. Like it's these shows that were yeah catered to yeah showing uh cartoons totally um, but i remember like we actually as kids went to like a the malala eh, the malala buckaroo and ramblin yes. was there a couple of times and that was like a big thing and i remember we actually taped it and you could actually see us there and i yeah, remember I, that too actually yeah. very vaguely but i do remember it so all that tied to <laughs> stanley spadowski's clubhouse wow so you do. So you remember that kind of kid show? Well, so yeah. When I pulled it up and I saw his picture and and the stage, I definitely it was like a core memory got unlocked. Right. Crazy, huh? Yeah. So crazy. And like you were as a kid, you just wanted to be able to. All you did was say your stupid name. Like that's all you really got to do. Yeah. Um, but dang it, you wanted the opportunity to. <laughs> that's so cool. Do that. So funny. So yeah, look it up, people. It was called Ramblin' Rod, and and it I get, apparently it's very regional, like <laughs> so the state yes. thing. Crazy. Yes, it's an Oregon show. How weird is that? All right. Well, there's gonna be a movie someday, and it's gonna have Owen Wilson as Ramblin' Rod. God help us. Like. No, no Owen. <laughs> no when to say nobody. <laughs> so no. if you could have a channel catered to your a strange interest of yours. What would it be? Oh my god. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea because I have so many weird interests. Yeah, I know. I was even, like I was like I craft a lot. I guess yeah, my right. weirdest thing that I do, which is only weird in the United States. It's not weird in other countries, but I make things out of felt. Felt, yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. And okay. and that's something that's really big in like Norway and Sweden and like Germany and mm -hmm. even in Japan. But yeah. in the United States, it's kind of like people here like to crochet and knit and stuff. They don't really. And here I am like stabbing something with a needle and and making Repeatedly. like little sculptures and soaps and, and different things like that. Uh, so yeah. that could be definitely a channel that might only interest me. The felt channel. Yeah. The felting channel. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I dig it. I love it. I'm glad you actually do have a crazy ass interest that <laughs> it is a weird interest that it's no awesome one else though. really has it's fun i have but so much the, fun with it for sure because then the final products are amazing like haven't you done a dragon you've done yeah some cool dragon shit. i did a baby yoda before yoda baby yoda had a name yep. um yeah i've done like lots of fairies and different things like that and then i felted yeah. soaps and and done some body care stuff because wool is really good um, it stays clean and stuff. Yeah. Goal of mine is to have like enough 
to buy a land with a house on it and have some alpacas and use their wool. Oh, shit. All that's, right. a goal. that's a Fuck life yeah. goal of mine that I really that's want fun. to accomplish someday. Hell yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. I think so, too. I mean, it's work, but it's still fun. Like, there's reward in that, though. It's like, yeah, but I fucking raised them. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And, like, the nice thing about harvesting their wool, like, you're not killing them. No. You're just no, taking yeah. their fur and totally get Absolutely. some new weird pets. This makes me nostalgic for old commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the weirdest one that you remember? Weirdest. Weirdest. Um, or favorite. Um, I think that was how it was originally posed. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, <laughs> favorite probably was the Disney Channel or Disney uh, Disneyland commercial where the little girl wakes up her brother and, like, they're going to Disneyland. Like, I love that commercial. All of the Disneyland Is that the one that uh, specifically starts with, I think she picks up the phone and Goofy says, it's time to get up. <laughs> and she's like, it's yeah. Goofy. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, um, that's a good one. That's a good I one. really <laughs> love all the old Disneyland commercials. Like recently on Instagram, I Instagram found me an algorithm. And now it's like, it's showing me all the old Disney commercials. Oh, and no. And, like, in the 90s and in the 80s, Disneyland would do these crazy commercials with, like, everyone would be wearing track suits. And they would do sing-alongs to different ride songs. So, there's, yeah. like, a Zippity-Doo-Dah one. Yeah. There's, like, yeah. I and so, remember that. Yes. So, Instagram has me locked into that algorithm. And I've been watching those. And I think there's something so, like, magic about the outfits, the hair. <laughs> the sing-alongs on Main Street USA, like, it's just so random, um, yeah. and I love it. Totally. Uh, another commercial I remember from being a kid, like, there's a couple good ones, but, um, like, the Sunny D commercials were always really good. Nice, yes. Oh, I love Sunny and, D, actually. I want some Sunny D now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Gushers, like, I remember this Gushers commercial where every time somebody would eat a Gusher, their head would turn into the fruit. Do you remember Crazy. this commercial? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yes. I, I wanted so, it to like, happen. I was that like, was like a really weird commercial that I remember. Um, so good. Yeah. I just sent you the Got Milk commercial, the first one. That might be the weirdest. I didn't realize that it's, was the first. Crazy. So random. And it's like, so crazy how it's tied to Hamilton. Like, what the fuck? So weird. <laughs> so weird. And I actually remember. Aaron like, Burr, sir. Yes. So random. And I was like, this one commercial like started a whole thing. Like people still say got milk, you know? Right. And then it took a turn for like it took a hard turn for the I mean it was sexual. Like let's face it. Like (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, got milk commercials got yeah. They got kind of pervy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so definitely I do miss, like, the creativity of the old commercials. 90s was a wild time for commercials. It yeah, was a wild time. Like, 80s commercials, yes, they go to those because, but they, but that's because they had the TV shows and the commercials. 
Um, but no, 90s just straight up commercials. Yeah, it was nuts. It was the Wild West. Like It was like such a wild time. And I remember like they would have things so specific to kids, too. I remember these like markers that when you colored with them, it would be they would come out like rainbow on black yes. paper. Yes. And I was so like I wanted them so bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then when you think about it, it's like, oh, it's so simple. It's kind of dumb. Like, it's, yeah, totally. It's totally. The, it's the same pattern over and over again. No, there's not. This isn't cool. Yeah, it's not cool. But I definitely remembered wanting like those. Um, Very yeah, satisfying to watch. So satisfying to watch. Yeah. Um, I remember Hot Pockets commercials. Mm-hmm. Like. Or not Hot Pockets, Pizza pizza, pizza Pockets. Or Bagel Bites. Pizza or bagel in the morning, bite. pizza in the pizza evening. In the, yes, that's yeah. the one. So that's Bagel yeah. Bites, yeah, yeah. That was Bagel Bites. That was a wild time. And it also just reminded me how, like, how much we relied on, like, okay, fast, quick dinners. It doesn't have to be healthy. Fast, yes. quick breakfast. It doesn't have to be healthy. It's just interesting to, like, look at that. And then now it's, like, everybody's having like chia smoothies and yes, you know of course just kind of fun yeah they want to live longer idiots it's probably good but <laughs> i definitely yeah. was like you know this makes it does make so me nostalgic fun. for a time where i did not have to think about my health man <laughs> yes i know i know yeah i still don't no. <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right so time for favorite questions favorites all right, so let's see here. Favorite performance. That goes to Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty dang yeah. good, especially considering, again, like, and this is kind of his only movie. He's never done a movie since. He does guest, you know, stuff here and there. Yeah, I still haven't uh, watched the Weird Al movie starring Daniel Radcliffe, and it's oh, definitely, yeah. like, on the list of things that I need to watch. I heard it was pretty good. Okay, good. Um, and I think yeah. he does, like, do a cameo in that, maybe. Oh, that's fun. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. And I still don't... I guess I wasn't clear. Is it a situation, like, similar to, uh, what, Bohemian Rhapsody, where it's mostly Weird Al's voice, or is Radcliffe doing the singing, or is it somebody else entirely? I really know? hope that it's Weird Al... Yeah, me too. It's a distinctive because voice. Because Radcliffe you know. is like British and doesn't. I don't know if he can sing. I think um, he can, but you know, whatever. I don't know. Okay. Maybe you I know what would be you, funny. I think it was there's him. There's no singing. Yeah. That would be hilarious. <laughs> what if though? What if He starts to sing and we cut away. Yeah, it's not quite a biopic. Um, it's more of no. like a mock you biopic. Which a Weird Al Yankovic movie should be. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely want to watch that. And when I do, if it's good enough, I'll assign it to you. Perfect. And then honorary mention? Uh, honorary mansion, mansion, mansion. I can't speak anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Um, that goes to Fran Drescher. Did I say Fran Drescher. And I think this was her first movie too. Oh, is that true? I think so. Yeah. I um, love her. And she did seem quite dialed back from her, from what we see in like friends and what you see in the nanny and, yeah. um, you the know, nanny, other yeah. things that I've seen her in. 
Agreed. Yeah, I love. I actually just love her in general. I'm a yeah. huge fan. She's great. Good person. Yes. Yeah. Very funny. Perfect. Uh, favorite scene. That would be the Conan the Librarian commercial. So I was laughing so hard. Good. It was so good. Are you kidding me? It had no. <laughs> like I can't believe that it was so good. It had no business being so good. Like Conan the Librarian. It's like fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, lifting the guy. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> so good. Man, I agree. That's probably my favorite commercial thing that they do. Although, Spatula City's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Conan, the librarian. The thing is, Reading Rainbow did a full, like, scene. Like, full, uh, it was like a 20-minute segment animated of Conan, the librarian. So... It yeah, it just hits all the right spots for me. Like, it yeah. does. It's so good. Uh, hilarious. Yeah, I love that. I did enjoy too when, uh, when he's feeding the guy the dog biscuits. <laughs> like that scene cracked me up. Come to find out, he actually like he hits him with that frying pan. Come to find out, he actually hit the guy. He actually hit it, him. If you do look closely, yes, the makeup is covering it up. But yeah, no, there's this blood. Um, yeah. 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 It helps that. Genuine he, reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it wanted to kill him. It's like, which, can you blame it? Like, come on. Honestly, you, that's always going to be my first reaction if I'm hurt. You like, know, it's not going to be like intentionally thinking that, but you're like, oh my fucking God, that hurt. You like, hurt you just me. hit me with like, a frying pan. Like, I'm pissed. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> Like, yeah, you didn't mean to, but I still got hit with a fucking frying pan. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, that's our guy. There's a level of shame to that because, like, dude, this happens in fucking cartoons. You just did it to me. How can you do this? (laughs) Like, you've reduced me to a fucking cartoon character. Trivia section of the movie, and everyone's going to (laughs) know. Of course. And uh, luckily, they didn't have to do another take because, yeah, sure, it was perfect. Like, (laughs) yeah well can you imagine if they would have had to do more takes and then he'd be like flinching every time like right totally. how could you like not you know <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um which that actor was great too like this whole cast is he actually really pretty good. great especially for a lot of relative no names like you know yeah. um i don't know if you recognize the bad guy but i know him from like inner space and stuff so, oh i yeah. did recognize him but i wasn't sure like what i recognized him from and then uh, the guy who plays Noodles Macintosh, of course, is uh, Billy Barty, who you might know from the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves movie mm-hmm. made by Canon that we love so much. He plays yes. one of them, Itty Bitty Kitty Bitty, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> he also appeared like you recognize the voice above all else. Um, he was yes. also in like Legend and many other things. Yeah, totally. So. I always get a kick out of seeing him and hearing that voice. Um, oh, did I do that? Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoopsie. Okay. Uh, favorite line of dialogue. I got to pull it up. Hold oh. on. Yeah. You don't have to pause or nothing. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> so it's from Stanley Spadowski. Okay. Oh, Joel Miller. You've just found the marble and the oatmeal. You're a lucky, lucky, lucky little boy. Because you know why? You're going to get to drink from 
the fire hose. So dumb. Like, cause like, so once you hear that, you're like, I mean, this isn't going to end well. Like, it's not going <laughs> to end well. Like this little kid is going to get blown down from a fire hose. And sure enough. And it, you can see how that would appeal to a kid, though. It's like, oh, you get a drink from a fire hose. It's like, drink from a fire hose? Fuck yeah, okay. I would have been excited about it. Until As you find out that child. that shit hurt. Like, yeah, you're, yeah, it's not fun. You're down flat. <laughs> don't drink from the fire hose. The the regular garden hose? Probably still don't, but but it, if you're gonna. like you We know. did when we were kids, but I don't know, like, how much... The water system has changed. Yeah, totally. Um, awesome. So with that, out of five stars, how many stars do you give UHF? I give it a two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, perfectly reasonable. I think that's fair. You know what? This has got to be fun. like one of our higher season finales, too. Totally. Because yeah. I feel like most of the season finales, it's been a one star, one star. Like, So yeah. you guys are welcome. Yeah. That's enjoy. what I'm saying. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, I think it's got some fun stuff going on. Goes down pretty easy and yeah, pretty good dumb humor. Totally. <laughs> really sucks that they if they had to be on set for that wheel of fish sequence though, because you could tell that those were real fish. So it's like, oh that's that can't smell good. <laughs> yeah. Studio lights. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I did read that it, like, got so hot in there, yeah. and the fish would just, like, make the whole place reek by the end of the day. Like, so gross. So gross. Um, would you rewatch or recommend? Uh, probably not. Yeah. It's, yeah, kind of a one and done. Yeah. And you but wouldn't maybe. recommend, because it's a blight on cinema, you're saying. No. no. Right. <laughs> Um, and then would you now would you reboot this? Is it rebootable? So for that, I say maybe. maybe. Like actually, it could be made better because you know what was gold in this was gold. Like the the spoof commercials they did, those were hilarious. Like yeah. I loved that. Totally. Um. Yeah, it kind I'm of not, is the main plot is really the kind of clunker. Isn't right? that a terrible thing to say? <laughs> but it's but yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, yeah. maybe get like a different actress that he has more chemistry with to play his love interest. Maybe flesh that out more, or don't have a love interest. That's yep. totally fine. Um, totally, and make it Bo Burnham. Um, yeah. um, and no, and I think they could even play with. So if you're still keeping it with it being UHF, it's also going to be a great period film. Cause it would harken back to that like eighties, nineties feel, uh, because UHF things only exist back then. So yeah, yeah. There, there could be potential maybe. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So that's two movies down. I guess it's time to make the movie connections. Chess pawns. Matches. All physical objects, man-made. Small in size, light in weight. That's the connection. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of it. Of what? Our connection. And so, we are all connected in the great circle of life. 
All right. Casey, what do you got? Uh, both have a lot of cameos. Yeah, very true. Like, yeah, both. Yep. Um, both feature feature musicians who are acting. Um, yes. Jack Black does lean much more into acting first, but he's no, he's still a musician and still part of Tenacious D. Yeah. Hell yeah, he is. Um, both have like a satire feel to them. Agreed. Uh. Both leads are kind of prone to over-the-top behavior and physicality. Um. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, both, like, kind of mock a little, while also loving it, pop culture. Yeah. So, like, in UHF, we've got them, like, kind of making fun of the awards, but also, like, like lovingly doing it. And in Tenacious D, we see them, like, breaking into the rock and roll hall of fame <laughs> right? and the lasers and stuff. But also again, it's like comes from a loving place. Totally. Boner saved the day. That's right. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like blocked that out, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Both are, both of the lead characters are screw ups who have big dreams. Yes. Yeah. Uh, both movies feature non-humans. So in UHF, we've got an alien at oh, the end. Yeah. And in Tenacious D, we have the devil. Right. That's and good. And Sasquatch. And Sasquatch, yeah. <laughs> Nowhere else can you get Sasquatch and the devil in one movie. Fuck Nowhere. Me. Both have daydream sequences. Yes, I don't know how I didn't make that connection, but that's true. <laughs> um, both have money problems they're trying to solve. Ah, both. Hey, both are kind of trying to pay the rent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, both feature references to movies, like uh, particularly in Tenacious D. It's when they, yes. it's like a, a Clockwork Orange reference when he gets beat up by the Droogs, the British yes. guys. It's like. That was, yeah, kind of honestly might be weird in the movie because, like, I don't know if your audience is watching uh, Clockwork Orange. But right. But anywho. Anything else? All right. And both have music numbers. There you go. Um, (laughs) All right. So connections out of the way. Now it's time to do a little movie matchmaking for you. Yeah. But look at this nice thing that we have here. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find, catch me a catch. If you found yourself enjoying either one of these movies and want to enjoy more movies like them, well, we've got some matches for you. So if you enjoyed Tenacious D, you might also enjoy Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm. School of Rock, mm-hmm. obviously, and then um, Wayne's, and then Wayne's World Two, uh, because it's got that whole plot line of them like having to put on a concert, and it kind of yeah, kind of runs well with Tenacious D. Yeah, I love it. There you go. And if you enjoyed UHF, you might also enjoy Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Nice. Wayne's World One, and. The ratings game. And the ratings game. Oh, I don't know if I know that one. 
It has, um, hold on. It has an actor you know in it. Hmm. Maybe more than one. Let Came me. out in 1984. Okay. And it has Danny DeVito, oh. Jerry Seinfeld, Bree Perlman, Michael wow. Richards again. Wow. I might want there's, to check this out. Yeah, there's a lot of good, good Let's actors check. in there. All right. It's an hour and 42 minutes. Cool. Rhea Perlman. Fucking A. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, it's all about go. trying to create a television system show. So nice. definitely fits. I'm into it. All right, folks. Well, there you go. That's the movies. That's the show. Um, now it's time for recommendations. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to recommend, uh, since we talked about Weird Al Yankovic, I'm going to recommend the Running With Scissors album. That's probably my favorite. And it's got uh, yeah some good hits like the one I mentioned, uh, The Saga Begins, and then uh, Pretty Fly for Rap Eyes on there. <laughs> and also this really interesting song of his that actually isn't a parody of anything. It's called Albuquerque. Oh. And it's just a long kind of story song. Pretty good, but yeah. Yep. Well, I'm curious to listen to that because all I've ever heard from him is parodies. Parodies. And that's always like my only judgment is like, well, he's like doing it based off of another song. Like part of Bo Burnham's like charm is that he creates these it's songs. All original. It's all original. And so it like adds a spin to it, you know? Yeah. And I do like his polkas and that album has one of his best polkas on it, which his polkas are just like kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of songs at the time. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I really like it. Awesome. I'm going to recommend a podcast I've been checking out called okay. Podcrushed. Podcrushed. Um, it's by Penn Bagley, who plays uh, Joe and You, a Netflix show that a lot of people are super obsessed with. And he, I know him mostly from Gossip Girl when I was a teenager. He was in that show. Mm-hmm. And he very famously kind of hates that show now, which I think is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, this is such a cool podcast. He has like other actors who grew up in the industry on and he interviews them about what it was like being in middle school. Whoa. Okay. And so it's really just a whole podcast filled with cringing And it's so nice because it makes you feel like we all kind of actually somehow lived the same experience. Yeah, right. Um, It's just even the famous people, you know, it's just fun to like listen to them all talk about it. It's funny. Usually he brings in like whatever projects and stuff they've worked on, too, and how he like knows them. Um, It's just been great. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's very cool. What's it called? Podcrushed. Podcrushed. I like it. It's fun. It All is. right, folks. Well, if you have recommendations of your own that you want to send our way, you can do so by sending them to our email. At movieconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram. At the movie connection, all one word. We've also got a Facebook and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can head on. Wait, or you can follow us individually. Yeah, I'd say that. Uh, you can follow us individually on Instagram. <laughs> me at Jacob Bean Watson. And me at Casey Schwartz. Um, but as I mentioned, we have a Facebook. You can head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a little rate and review. Mm-hmm. Be most appreciated. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, 
And now the time has come. Well, so this is our season finale, so you're not going to hear from us for a while. And the show is changing ever so slightly because we're going to a more bi-weekly schedule. So twice a month you'll be getting us still talking about two movies. And honestly, the episodes might go a little longer. Totally. Because we'll be deprived and it's like, what's going on? I don't know you anymore. No. We might throw <laughs> bonus episodes in there every now and then too. Um, yeah, maybe like throw back to like watch alongs or something. Like maybe we'll do something like that. Yeah, um, occasionally as well, just to you know give you guys Thanks a little surprise. Yeah, that'd be great. And um, and then like we mentioned around Christmas time, so that might even not be till next next season. No, we might get to it anyway. Uh, when we do get to Christmas, regardless, you're gonna we're gonna have a podcast, and it's called. It will know, be a yes. Christmas connection. Christmas connection, and we will do a an episode a week during yeah. that time because we love Christmas. Christmas movies. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Can't can't help ourselves. I mean, can't hell, help folks. The last time we did a Christmas episodes, dude, we got fucking. We were, yeah, we'll talk about it even more, but dude, we had the writer, yeah, the writer of Mrs. Santa Claus reach out to us, thanking us. It was so amazing. It was one of my favorite things. So cool. Yeah, maybe we can, uh, like, before that goes, you know, before Christmas, we can throw that episode back up and and do, like, a little thank you to him and read Yeah. His message to us because it was so cool. Um, yeah, it was very cool. Like, yeah, you never know who's listening. (laughs) That's true. You don't. Awesome, folks. Well, thank you so much. Uh, love doing this. Highlight of my week always. Mine too. Yeah. So, I mean, the podcast isn't going away. It's just a little less frequently. That's all. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. We'll be back. We will. Uh, But we do also know the movies that we're going to kick off our season with and really excited to announce them. So, Casey, what do you got for me? Um, I'm I have to look up the name of it because it's like (laughs) a a very long title, (laughs) long name. (laughs) And of course, he has so many movies out. Okay, it is the unbearable weight of the massive talent. Okay, and wait a second. Isn't that the one with that one guy? Uh, Pedro Pascal? No, the other guy. <laughs> Pascal, really? Nicholas Cage. I know, I was just teasing uh, you. Oh, thank God. Um, obviously. As soon as I heard there was a Nicholas Cage movie coming out about Nicholas Cage and all things Nicholas Cage, I was like, this is for me. And then I was like, oh, I think it's too meta and I didn't watch it. And right. then I finally did watch it. And I was like, no, this is for me. Um, so I'm very <laughs> excited to start our season with it because it is going to be a blast. Yeah, definitely. Well, in trying to match that energy, I did pick something that's roughly because it's kind of about the film business. It's kind of meta, kind of not. But anyway, so it's called Birdman. And it also does have a longer title. You can call it Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this stars Michael Keaton. Amazing. Um, yes. Directed by Alejandro uh, in- Gonzalez Inratu, uh, who 
is also the director of The Revenant, which is kind of a one and done, but still it's a very amazing movie. <laughs> yes. It's just really so rough, man. It's really crap. fucking rough. Really rough. I mean, that ball, that bear mauls him. I mean, <laughs> it was, it was a lot. <laughs> a lot. Poor Leo. Give him that Oscar. Oh, they did. I remember uh, like leaving the theater without <laughs> a soul afterwards. Yeah. That's why yeah. it's called The Revenant. Because right. I think I died during that movie and now I'm back. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. But yeah, tune, tune in for season premiere, everybody, where we will be watching Birdman and the, oh God, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Massive talent. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. All right. I'm so excited. Ta-ta for now, everybody. See you in four weeks. Bye! All physical objects man-made. Stored inside, night and weight. It's the connection. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of it. Of what? Our connection. So... We are all connected in the great circle of life.